Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by Black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone, so listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Kayla. I'm Terrell. And this is Black True Crime. Black True Crime. I love saying Black True Crime that way. Anytime Kayla's walking around the house and she's talking about Black True Crime, I say Black True Crime. Like it's a superhero in the shadows. Okay. If this is your first time here at the show, he wasn't supposed <laughs> to say all that. Sorry. I was supposed to say welcome and hello. Oh, my bad. Thank you guys for coming back or coming and checking us out for the first time. We're excited to get into this week's case. What you got this time? What you got? I'm excited too. I'm excited. And I'm not going to ignore y'all question because y'all like, where is our good sis Kristen, period. <laughs> She's really on our nerve at this point, but she has life and life, shit, life happens. I'm offended. I'm offended. I mean, if y'all asking about Kristen, y'all ain't, y'all ain't thinking about me. They're but... not, they're not phased. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm I'm just filling a temporary role, big shoes. Kristen does an amazing job with Kayla on this episode, I mean, on this show. So uh, I, I do appreciate you guys' patience letting me fill in for her while she's doing her thing. Absolutely. And she will be a part of tomorrow's episode that will be coming out. I mean, sorry, Friday's episode. She will be here with us. So no worries. And before we get started, if I've said it a hundred times, I haven't said it enough. We're going on tour. So get your tickets ASAP. Use the code. What's the code? Oh, today. The code is just today for 10% off. Yeah. For like the next week. So I could have came up with a better code than that. I just thought of something really quick. I didn't have much time. No, I feel it. I know you're busy. You're a busy woman. Yeah, go get your tickets for the for the tour. Um, it's all this girl talks about on an everyday basis. I'm at all. I'm so proud of her pushing something like that out to you guys. You know, traveling the, the country, uh, meeting you guys, recording a live episode for you guys to see. So I'm proud of you, babe. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. Okay, are you ready to get started? At all times. On December 16, 2016, the brutal murder of a beautiful young woman would take place in the doorway of the home that she shared with her family and her children. This would lead to a month-long search for the murderer and another death. Join us as we discuss the traumatic acts of Markeith Lloyd. And thank you to listener Davon for recommending this case. Shout out, Davon. Thank you, friend. Markeith? Markeith? Yeah, Markeith. Okay. Like you have a list. Markeith D. Lloyd was born on October 8th, 1975. <laughs> October gang. Yo. If you're not on Patreon, Terrell's throwing up gang. <laughs> October. He was born in Orlando, Florida, and he grew up in a very poor part of town with his mom, his dad, his three sisters, and one brother. His father used to beat his mother, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Yeah. Coming out the gates with that. Hit you with the trauma quick. <laughs> her name was Patricia, and he would beat her in front of the children a lot, mm. but it didn't last too long because he died when Markeith was just three years old. Okay. Well, at least he doesn't have any cognitive mem- memories of that. He probably does, to be fair. Like, I remember things from when I was three, for no, sure. You, really? Yeah, I was in the cold. We don't talk about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he just likes to talk about that stuff. But yeah, I definitely remember stuff that went down. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he doesn't remember, but I think it definitely played a part. In yeah, his... sure. Yeah, I mean, traumatic stuff like that, you don't forget it regardless of the age, especially around that time, at least. Exactly. 
Marquis started skipping school from a very young age. By the time he was in third grade, he couldn't read and was mainly focused on stealing food so that he and his siblings could eat. How do you say by the time he was in third grade, he couldn't read? (laughs) (laughs) By the time he was in third grade, he could read. But like, no, you normally can't read until you can. It's like by the time he was in third grade, he still couldn't read. It's that was his life. That was his true. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Poor guy. He probably was getting picked on, too. Don't we all? Yeah, we all have. Or we were doing the picking. That was you. That wasn't me. All right. (laughs) He said they would be beat extensively with belts and sometimes extension cords. I I was having this conversation the other day with one of my close friends. Mm -hmm. I don't remember at all getting beat with an extension cord. I'm not saying I haven't, but for me, I always remember the metal part of a belt jingling before I got my ass beat, but... (laughs) That's a part of the sensory memory yeah. or like trauma yeah, that PTSD yeah. that you have. But extension cord, I just I just can't remember. Yeah, I remember getting a phone thrown at me, like sure. one of those like rotary phones when I was like little, little. But mm-hmm. yeah, the heavy ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to go. I don't want to <laughs> jump down a rabbit hole. But yeah, yeah. We've all been through something. Yeah, you know, there were that's different times. <clears throat> that's a fact. I also read that at some point in his childhood, he spent some time in a mental institution, but wow. couldn't find like exactly why. So, you know, at a young age, going through an institution that is basically like torturing you in a way, yeah. because we don't know necessarily what he was going through and mm-hmm. if he was even treated properly. Sad. That's always a big question. Mm-hmm. His siblings always spoke highly of him, though, even after all of the horrible things he would do later in this episode. His sister Sonia, sorry, Tanya said, quote, there were times we didn't have lights or running water in our house, so he would make sure those things were reconnected by paying those fees. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that lifestyle, all right? I, I definitely know about <laughs> the lights being out, water being off, borrowing water from the neighbors, heating up in the microwave. I, I talk shit to Kid all the time about, about the struggle. And it's nothing to brag about because it's definitely, you know, not a lifestyle that anyone will show want up live in but yeah. I, I I talk about it a lot with her um because I believe it's it's definitely you know put me in a position that I am in today to be able to remember that but mm-hmm. yeah I know how that is oh yeah the struggle be real be real so he was a good big brother he's making sure you know that's dope that's his dope. people's eight and how was he paying for these things you might ask Schlanging. he was selling drugs so. yeah yeah <laughs> okay by 16 years old, he was known to sell drugs and to always have money on him. I ain't even know that, y'all, but I know how it is when you're in that situation. You gotta do what you gotta do. Ooh. Familiar territory for <laughs> this man right here. Hey. <laughs> when he was 16, he was beaten. Oh, shit. That's sad. Okay. He was beaten and presumably robbed. And according to his mom, he was beaten so badly that he looked like the elephant man. Wow. Like, wow. It was bad. And I have a picture of the elephant man. Damn, I ain't even gonna hold my boy, but that ain't it. That ain't it. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is that ain't it. If you ain't, a, if you, y'all know my last episode what we said. If you're not on Patreon, I love you a little less than everybody else. But if you're on there, you can see this picture. That ain't it. Would you call it Patreon? Pa- Patreon. All right. Hey y'all, listen. <laughs> I had a, I, I've had a, that was my second mug of wine. So if I'm slurring, y'all talk y'all shit in the comments when the po- when the episode's posted. And he's a lightweight, so give him some grace. That's on everything. So, yeah, he was looking really messed up. Like, you saw that picture on Patreon. That's a a fact. He was swollen. And this attack may have something to do with what a neurologist would later describe as brain damage. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no way you can look like that and not have some type of damage to something. Mm -hmm. 
So growing up, he was also traumatized by seeing one of his friends and his cousin murdered in front of him. So both of them. Damn. At the same time or was it two separate times? It was two. It was the same time. Okay. I think. Either way, I mean, witnessing two murders with a separate or the same time is is brutal and has a major effect. And with people that close to you in your life. Yeah, man. That's... Poor kid. So he just had a terrible childhood, yeah, it seems I'm... like. It was toxic. He had to grow up really quick. And he had, like, no education either. So it's not yeah, like he could Yeah, because he couldn't leave. read by third grade is what we learned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he was struggling. Yeah, so it was yeah. like, what could he do even if he wasn't... On the streets. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm following. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the avenue he took to feed his kids. Speaking of kids, Markeith had two children, a son named Markeith Lloyd Jr. and a daughter named Kiana Lloyd. Kiana and Markeith Jr. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to actually show you who we're talking about. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet. For all y'all on Patreon, I don't know if she's going to put this in or not, but if y'all can see her, don't she look amazing? Okay. She looks great. She's sitting across from me right now. <laughs> she looks great. Just want to put that in there. Thanks, babe. So this is Markeith and his son. Okay. Markeith, Markeith is, is the dreads, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's giving, you know, hood love. It's just... Hood love? What? I mean, you know, like, it's a product of hood love. That's what it's giving in my opinion. Okay, I like, okay, I like that one better. Product of hood love. <laughs> but you see some about hood love and it's two dudes standing here with their shirts Oh, yeah, on. sorry, yeah, sorry. I know where it's showing. Father and son. Yeah, yeah. Love. But, I mean, hey, yeah, okay. Kiana was obsessed with her dad. She said they were extremely co- close and he was always there for her. She also recalled that she thought her daddy was rich when she was little because he always had money. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I get that. Especially when, you, when the kids see cash, you know, somebody who's selling, selling, pulling cash out of their pocket. They're like, oh, shit, I got it like that. Yeah, he got it. She said, quote, there was nothing I needed that I didn't have. He was just like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Well, that's dope. That, you know, regardless of what his story is, I know we get into that, that his kids had this yeah. perception. Because I know a lot of people that you cover mm-hmm. um, may not have that type of perception, for, especially from their kids. Yeah, and have like no relationship with right. So at least we're yeah. at least I know he's selling drugs and all, but at least you know what's most important is that your kids and your family think about you. They love you, yeah. And he even had a great relationship with her daughter, his grandbaby, and said she felt like he loved the baby more than her at times. Damn, I didn't know he was a granddad. Yeah, let's put a, let's put another Shinkton picture. Why well, we got they in the hood? Y'all know how it is in the hood. You know, granddads or grandmas be coming be be becoming at like. 35, 36. Yeah, I mean, he, some of y'all probably got your moms and dads and grandparents at you know early age. I mean, he definitely definitely didn't look like he was somebody's grandpappy at that time. These are like pictures he would post on Facebook and all that type of stuff. He was mm-hmm. trying to give, you know what he was trying to get. He was trying to get the woman's attention. No, I got you. You've been there. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You've like never you been with though. anyone before me. Yeah, I can't recall anything. Mm-hmm. So Markeith Jr. struggled a lot more in life and even spent time in a mental institution because he suffers from schizophrenia. Hmm. So Markeith Jr. is you know, his son that was just pictured. This is him too. Okay. So he was, you know, struggling with his mental health and like his father did as well, you know, at a young age. Yeah. Markeith Sr. was no stranger to being locked up either. He had been arrested over 20 times within 20 years. Jesus. <laughs> That's a... Starting in 1994. Yeah. His charges ranged from cocaine possession to weapons charges, from battery to even murder. 
He was charged for a murder in 1996, but the charges were later dropped. Mm. Did you get any information about that? No, I didn't. Wow, know. that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, when you when charges are dropped, it's kind of hard to get case information sure. and you know the documents, all that stuff. Okay. In 1998, he was convicted for the battery of an Orlando police officer named Todd Erb and was sentenced to four years in federal prison. Damn, for battery? Yeah. And if we we saw him, he seems like a guy that like stays in the gym. He if you get punched in the face of him, it's probably not gonna feel too fucking great. Sure. So he probably did some damage. Poor Todd. <laughs> also, Todd probably came at him crazy. So Right. Either way. Todd Herb said that Markeith punched him in the face and then kept hitting and punching him. According to his mother, before his prison stint, he was helpful and would give money to anyone who needed it. And that's in regards to Marquise. Right. But after he got out, he was a different man. Uh-oh, talk to me nice. I don't know if it's going to be so nice. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. She said, quote, he don't believe that God had a son. He don't eat meat and it's strange. It wasn't anything that I brought up on, that I was brought up on, that I raised him on. Right. So it sounds like he was he Muslim or Islam? And this, and this was Islam? No, no, because... Because Islam... I don't know, I could be wrong, but I don't think that they believe that at least Jesus was the Messiah. Maybe um, that's what she meant. Right, and I, and I don't and I won't I won't get in particulars because I don't know for certain, but what I can say speaking from personal experience, mm-hmm. um my older brother experienced uh religious beliefs that varied from what we were raised on, so mm. I can understand from the mom's point of view for, you know, being confused and having a reaction of like, where did this right, come from? Right. Because right. the immediate reaction, at least for me, and I'm sure it probably was for his mom, was, it was anger and then it's confusion. But that's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So prison changed him a little bit. Yeah. At least he has a semblance of like guidelines and, yeah. you know, a moral compass. So that's good for him. Marquise later claimed that someone in prison tried to kill him. I'm he- sure that happened often. He also spent. Bay, why do you think? Does he have like a irritating face or what? No, are you no. I think um, I just think um, like that's just my perspective on jail. I've never been in jail, never been in prison, but I think everybody who, especially is in prison, at least like to believe they're alpha males. And mm-hmm. when you look at the pictures of this guy, I'm sure he thought he was the hottest thing on the block. So, oh, God, you know, I'm I'm sure at some more than once that he feel like his life was in danger. Is all I'm saying. Literally what we're going to talk about next Okay, all right. Marquis, so he spent some time in prison in 2014, and from when he was in prison, before he got into prison, all that, one thing never changed, and it was his obsession with his body and his appearance. So he was, like, jacked. I showed you guys pictures. If you're on Patreon, you see it. Shout out to Patreon. Shout out to Patreon. I'll post more on our Instagram. But yeah, he was really obsessed with how he looked. On Facebook, you can get an even better sense of his ego because he would post things like, quote, when you talk about the greatest, don't forget me. You're not mad at that. No, no, I'm not. You're not mad at that. Listen, uh, (laughs) 
you know how you you know they say you know you shouldn't be cocky, you should be confident, and it sounds like somebody's confident, but I'm sure he has some cockiness too. But um, no, I'm not mad at nobody who's proud of themselves in uh, the physical or mental way, whatever. Period. And in November 2016, he posted quote goals to be on America's most wanted. Oh shit. Okay. Well. Just I thought he was gonna say like a like uh America's like bodybuilding something or whatever. <laughs> she she's at most wanted. My boy And that's what I'm saying. It's like he could have really done something. He could have been one of those guys we watch in the documentaries, how they get shredded and compete in those competitions and stuff like that. Like he could have done something with himself. But we can't expect people to want better for them just because we think they deserve better? Not even that. I think it's um Sure, that's our expectation because of what we watch on TV and what you and I may have experienced with our own eyes. But um, mm-hmm. it's hard to think outside of what you've already experienced. And I'm sure coming from where he's come from, he probably never even thought of actually competing in physical competitions when it comes to his physique or whatever. So, he, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, well, shit, I do know about America's Most Wanted. Let me go get on that then. That's fair. Yeah. Well, all I say is seeing his figure and stuff i mean like he was working as a bouncer we'll like talk about that all, y'all talking about his figure oh, God. Just, oh, God. I, I don't like it either i'm man, just okay? talking i'm just talking shit i'm just talking it has shit. to give me a hard, hard time you yeah, guys always always uh, but you know like he he worked as a bouncer there was just a lot that he could have done rather than what he's going to do in the future yeah. and what he was spending his time doing at this time yeah Fast forward to a month later, Markeith would be on the run from authorities after committing the brutal murder of someone very close to him. So after a month after he posted publicly he wants to be on America's Most Wanted, he becomes a murderer. And you would think like the NSA or somebody's got like code words to, <laughs> to like when somebody posts something, it's like, hey, let's check this motherfucker out because he, he he talking about he talking crazy. But I mean, maybe they do, maybe they do, but you know. I mean, if they did that, they would be all up and down our Twitter constantly or, you know, all of our social media. That's a fact. That's a fact. fact. They're worried about other stuff, not motherfuckers in the hood. They're worried about, I don't know, catching people cheating on their taxes rather than child molesters. Well, that's true. You ever watch that show, How to to Catch a Terrorist, where they, like, were, like, the FBI, CIA, are, like, baiting, like, actual terrorists, and they catch them trying to do it. It's a cool show, actually. They catch them trying to buy, like, massive bombs, but... I digress. Okay, okay. So in 2016, Markeith was dating 24-year-old Sade Dixon, and things seemed to be going pretty well for the most part in their relationship. Markeith claimed that he took care of her financially and even paid for her to take real estate classes so she could become licensed. Okay. That's giving, like, real man things. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, a, it sounds like the provider type of man when it comes to him and his, his girl. Mm-hmm. Any woman would be happy to have a man that would care enough about her to tell her, hey, go to school, figure something out, and, you know. Yeah, supporting her dreams. Yeah, find a way to make money for yourself. Yeah. In early 2016, Sade became pregnant with Marquis's baby. I feel like we all know that sometimes things just go completely downhill after a baby. Like, you think everything will be bringing you closer together. Well, don't say that. I've been trying to get you a baby for a while. Don't we say that. Well, you had two kids. How did that go? I was young, <laughs> dumb, <laughs> and broke. I'm cracking up. Well, either way. I don't make, I didn't make it nearly as much money as I make now, so. So do you think you would be happier if you made as much money back then? Um. 
like within oh, the relationship. No, no, absolutely. This is talking about like within the relationship. No, absolutely not. I was just mm-hmm. making a point for my own case, but um, I'm happier with you than I have been with anybody. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> so I think adding a kid to that would just be great. But... He he definitely is. Play, Can't believe that she's like right. denying me. I'm not denying you. Okay. Anyway, let's get back to it. So yeah, what were we saying? She Shade got pregnant yeah. with homeboy's baby. And Markeith saying he was all excited about it and yeah, I want this baby. He wasn't giving that. And him and Sade were having a lot of problems. On December 13th, 2016, Sade and Markeith were fighting, and this is according to Markeith, about her lying to him, saying that she would quit smoking weed and eating meat while she was pregnant. And he also accused her of being unfaithful. Hmm. So the smoking thing, understandable. The meat thing. Don't tell a pregnant woman what to eat. No, that's a fact. Yeah. I, Don't yeah. do it. I wouldn't dare. Yeah. He clearly wasn't. He seen. He gives controlling though. And being unfaithful. Him. I wonder if if it was unfaithful to the point where he may have thought that the kid that she was pregnant with wasn't his or or I don't. Know. I don't care if he thought it was a monkey goat goose. You don't come at her on no crazy shit. A pregnant woman like you just chill. You just chill. In my opinion. Yeah. Especially. On the meat, and then we look at let's look at Shia. Let like let's respect her. She didn't give the vibe of like being a shady type of woman. You know what I'm saying? She seemed like she really cared for him, and we're gonna talk about a little bit more. But she was a a real woman. Okay, let me get the deets then. All right, we're gonna get to it. She accused him of the same, which let's be (laughs) for real. Well, that means somebody that means somebody cheating. If if everybody, (laughs) somebody lying. Everybody, you know, um, somebody doing something. (laughs) Somebody's lying. <laughs> so she said, listen, you're the one cheating on me. And Marquis says she texted him, quote, don't expect no baby. Interesting. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that meant. Which he said he interpreted as she's getting an abortion. Immediately, that's what that's what the mind would assume, right? Okay. I didn't think that. I was like, is it not mine? Like, that's the vibe that I was Right, because, I mean, that could- He was already making that, that assumption. Right, right, right. right. If I, I'm going to just- Take a jump on the leap right now. Take a jump on the cliff right now. Her saying something like that, I'm just going to guess it's probably Raheem may have killed her. Okay, babe. I, hey, I welcome all of your I'm just guessing. I'm just shooting in the dark right now. Thoughts. Yes. So I can find out if I'm right or not. Give them to us. Okay. That's when he claims he headed to her home, the home she shared with her two other children, a five and a seven-year-old, her mother, father, and brothers. So this is like her family home. She. Right. So he gets there, they immediately start arguing, and Markeith claims that Sade pulled a gun on him, which he then took from her and stored with the two guns that he brought with him. Damn. I mean, he brought two. Okay, well, he sells drugs, so I know he can keep at least one gun on right. him, but he brought two, so I'll give two, you that. Two, maybe that's the one he keeps in his car. Right, and then he took hers and was like, okay, I'm going to keep this one, the stash that I got. Damn. Just to disarm her and make sure... Well, where the hell was her family at? She in a house full of folk, and they, they, you know, he must have put everybody on ice. We're going to get to it. Okay. He then claims Sade's brother, Ronald Stewart, came outside to check on them, and after arguing with Markeith, just decided to attack him. So Markeith claims Ronald attacked him first. Okay. And that's when Markeith claims he accidentally shot Ronald in the scuffle, and thinking that Ronald had grabbed one of the guns Marquise had dropped, because mm-hmm. this nigga has three guns at this point. 100%. He went into warrior mode and just started shooting in self-defense at everyone that he could. Wow. 
That's interesting. A house full of people. Innocent people. Innocent kids, grandparents. He didn't care. Sade and her unborn baby were shot eight times. Okay, yeah, no. Fuck out of here with that. He is, he deserves what, babe? To be dead. Yeah, there you go. Oh, hell on you. Same thing. That ain't my call, but I'm with you on that. (laughs) For him. (laughs) Hopefully death and hell are the same thing for him. And Sade and her baby died. Wow, that's unfortunate. I mean, but you 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 shoot at anybody eight times. That's that's not shooting in defense anymore. No, shooting no in defense way. is you know shooting in the direction of someone a few times. I'm not speaking yeah. from experience, but I, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. This is coming from someone that was overseas, like in the military. He's not talking on no like, you know, shit that yeah. Yeah, eight times. <laughs> eight times sounds intentional to me. If you, Absolutely. You know, you know, that's just that's just what it is. It reminds me of one of the cases that we did. I think it was earlier this year or last year, but it was Sayama per year, and it was she was a 16 year old mm-hmm. that went to someone's house to fight the girl, and the girl immediately didn't even fight her. Immediately stabbed her 24 times and killed her. And the girl just um, saw her day in court. I think it was like yesterday, and she was. I'm actually going to post an update about that episode. Mm, that's, that's interesting. On uh, Instagram tomorrow. So check that out, you guys, and go listen to that episode. It's the murder of Sayana per year. Shout out to Sayana and her family. Shout out. Okay. So yeah, there becomes a point where it's no longer self-defense. It doesn't matter yeah. what you're what you're saying. Right. I mean, because even, even if you start off defending yourself with the first, you know, one or two shots, mm-hmm. defending yourself is disarming or disabling the person from attacking you continuously. Right. Eight times sounds like you wanted that motherfucker dead, shorty. A, a pregnant woman. Right. Come right. on now. You're fucking disgusting. Ronald was taken to the hospital and listed as being in critical condition, mm. but thank God he survived. Shout out to Ronald, because if anybody fucking wants it like that, yeah. Um, I should, You should be attacking first if somebody talking to your sister crazy and he got guns. You're supposed to put it all over. Multiple. Yeah. yeah. I probably, I can't even hold you. I wouldn't have waited till he pulling that now. Like, to even know that he disarmed her like that, I would have came out the house yeah, so, ready uh, for I mean, So, it, it makes perfect sense to me that Ronald, I mean, like, granted, he had three guns on him. Yeah. But when it comes to your blood, it shouldn't, it don't even matter at that point. And you have to think on a daily basis, no one's considering that someone that they've known for however long or someone they're completely comfortable with would ever pull a gun on them and right. take their life. So I understand why Ronald didn't even think that it was like a moral, morally dangerous type of situation. Did you, you have any details on how many times Ronald was shot? Was it just uh, once? Great question. I don't know. Right, I but- don't think he was. He was definitely wasn't just shot once. Okay, well, I mean, I, what I can, what I could probably guarantee, and, and I hope we can probably get some details later. He probably wasn't shot eight times, like no, coincidentally, I don't think so. his baby mom's was, mm-hmm. which you know, which says a lot. So, which shows you how targeted it was, right. absolutely, absolutely. Right. So Ronald was listed as critical, but he survived. But according to prosecutors and Ronald and the other witnesses present, Ronald never attacked Marquis. And Marquise only started shooting once Sade and Ronald started walking back in the house. So literally with their backs turned to him, he started unloading on them. But wasn't Ronald shot in the stomach, is what you said? No, I just said he was shot most or he was shot and listed in critical condition. Okay, I could okay, maybe I'm tripping. I just said Sade and her unborn baby were shot eight times. So maybe you just thought it was she was shot in the stomach. Okay, her baby okay, died. that could be it. That's what, okay. Fuck that. Fuck, I don't you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's it's hard to keep your composure. Yeah, that, Such yeah. evil. So Shade's children were in the house at this time. So I can't even imagine the fear and they, they can hear everything. And at five and seven, like that's where you're cognitively aware of yes. life and death and things like that. That's that's and that shit scary. sticks with you. Yeah, yeah. That's a pivotal age. Yep. Because witness statements named Markeith as the shooter, police were actively searching for him. Shade's father said, quote, we don't want nobody retaliating, keeping it real for the hood because the hood ain't bringing my child That's back. That's a fact. Period. That's a fact. Put his ass in jail. After the shooting, Markeith even texted Shade saying, quote, don't know if you're going to make it. Hope you don't. You caused this. What? <laughs> I should have like given you a warning. I just want to make sure I'm understanding correctly. He shot, he shoots her. Yeah. Shoots her brother. Yeah. I'm assuming flees the scene, texts her phone and says, don't know if you're going to make it. Hope you don't. You caused this. Yes. Yeah. Fuck that bitch. There's a special place. Just a different, just a different level of vindictiveness. And I can't even think of why it was because she was eating meat and he thought she was still smoking or the, oh, don't expect no baby comment. Like what sent him over the edge? I mean, I don't want to, I'm not in his mind. I do know, and, I, and you, I mean, you're probably, you know, has this, have this experience. Men take infidelity, whether true or not, mm-hmm. way harder than women do. Mm-hmm. Women are a lot stronger than men in that case. So if he truly believed that she was, you know, cheating, yeah. you know. He was liable to do anything. At some point. At just some point. At some point. Especially considering his lifestyle. And like I said, I just, for me, in my opinion, I think it just comes down to the lack of control that he felt. Mm-hmm. Because even with her saying, don't expect no baby, that immediately took any control that he felt like he may have had right. over that baby and her right. carrying it. Right. So, just terrible. Two days later, on December 15, 2016, Marquise's niece, Lakensha Smith Lloyd, appeared on WFTV, pleading with Marquise to turn himself in. Because hmm. he was on the run. Pleading to Marquise? Yeah, like she went to the media yeah yeah and hopefully he would see it type of thing and turn yourself in. he ain't got on cable he is watching the news though to see if no i know i got you i'm just talking shit Mm -hmm. his son marquise jr who was in jail himself at this time even made a public plea to his father asking him to turn himself in Hmm. so i think they were just i don't know if they cared more so about marquise safety or if there was the good in them speaking up i don't know Either way, um, whatever the motive was behind him speaking out, the act itself speaking out is good. No, I yeah. can't speak to whatever the motives are, good or bad. Right. But Marquise never turned himself in and was on the God run damn. for about 23 days before he killed again. K- killed again? I thought you were going to say caught. I was about to say, the look on your face shows the, the surprise. Hell? We're going to get to it. Look, this is another guess. If I had to guess, y'all. He killed somebody who was standing in the way of him continuing to flee Mm. and not somebody he probably wanted to kill. Mm. Well, let's see. So on Monday, January 9th, 2017, at around 7.15 a.m., police officer Deborah Clayton was arriving at a Walmart just south of Royal Oaks and Pineview Apartments. And she was just there to do some shopping, I'm assuming either before or after her shift. She was, but she was off duty, or was off she duty. in uniform? Off duty. She was in her uniform, but she, but she was off just duty. got okay. Mm-hmm. Got you. While she was shopping, she walked past Markeith Lloyd, who was shopping as well. Mm-hmm. He even got in the same checkout lane as her, but quickly moved when 
he she was a cop. So he's like, you know, I'm on the run. Don't right, need to right. draw no attention to myself. And after checking out, Deborah walked back to her car and a woman approached her saying that she recognized Mark Keith from TV and that he was leaving the store. Sounds like I might be right, y'all. Go ahead, babe. You definitely are. So listen to these two witnesses describe what happened. Uh, I came out right there on the side and the officer walked by me. Uh, the young lady that's over there talking to the other officer had uh, approached her and told her that it was a guy in there that was wanted for a crime. And It was a female officer? It was a female officer. So you were in there when this guy was shopping, regular looking dude, just yes. average looking? Uh, the average looking dude, he walked by me. He had a security vest on and everything. He just walked right by me. And I came out next to the side. I'm walking down the side, right past the officer. I heard her tell him to stop or whatever. He shot her. He shot her down and he took off running. I mean, it is unreal. I never expected nothing like this. I just stopped to get a headlight and I see a shooting, man. He didn't have to do that. The officer just asked him to stop. The store, I just sat in the car. It was cold that morning and I was just warming the car up, putting water on my windshield. And that's when I seen Officer Deborah come out to her truck. She parks right in front of the store. And I was just sitting there and I saw a chick walk up to her. And I physically heard her tell her, the dude that killed that pregnant girl is right there in the store. He's getting ready to come out. And Miss Deborah, as she's walking towards the store, that's when I heard her say, hey, you. And to me, all hell broke loose. And I stood up. That's when I stood up when I heard her say, hey, you. And I literally watched Marquise Lloyd. All I seen was him run around the post. And I seen him pull his gun out. And they were shooting at each other like a Western movie. Miss Deborah, I want to say, let off about six to seven shots. I don't know exactly. It was crazy that morning. And Mr. Marquise pretty much was trying to unload his gun on her. He was really trying to get rid of her. Like it was something personal. And then all of a sudden I see Miss Deborah fall. I guess that's when she must have called. I got shot or something on her radio, on her walkie-talkie. She was on her back. And as I got ready to run over there, Marquis Lloyd just kept shooting at this lady while she's on the ground. So I'm looking at her body literally jumping off the ground from bullets, of course. He's unloading. He's, he shot at her at least five or six more times as she's on the ground. Then I just took off running. I just took off running. If Marquis Floyd would have turned around, he'd have shot me. That's how close I was. Oh. I'm with you on that. That's that's chilling there. Oh, that made my stomach hurt. Yeah, hearing hearing the illustration of it definitely puts it in perspective. Just knocks you out of your socks. Yeah. I mean, poor Miss Deborah. She had no. There was. She's on her way home. You know what I'm saying? It's just senseless. Yeah. And like she said, she was like, it, was, it seemed personal, but that just seemed, that just spoke to Marquis' state of mind. Yeah. He had no remorse. Yeah. That's, that's brutal. Yeah. Aww. Oh, Deborah. She's, She's so exactly beautiful. how I would imagine her to be. <laughs> she gives Deborah. Yeah. So police are now going fucking crazy trying to find him. Yeah, and he they... even went as far as to shut down 13 schools in the area. They were shutting down schools? Oh, yeah. I mean, he... Oh, because oh, they like, yeah, we got somebody armed and dangerous on the loose. We don't want nobody, no kids. No... And y'all know how these... Y'all know how, how, you know, all countries and states are when mm-hmm. it comes to police officers getting killed. They they don't spare no gun, no badge at Call all. Call the National Guard. <laughs> so, yeah. They were blowing all the whistles and bells. Yeah. And police were hot on Marquis' ass, too, because he reportedly shot at a deputy's vehicle after he had left the Walmart. So he just trigger happy at this point. Don't know why. He like I killed. I didn't kill my pregnant girlfriend. I didn't kill the cop. 
whenever they catch me, I'm also just going to rack up these charges. So. And it's, it just is what it is. There's yeah. no logic to what he's doing at right. this point. Right. An officer involved in the search named Norman Lewis was on his motorcycle and was killed when a van turned in front of him. So this is when they were like, everyone's going frantic around the city looking for him and Norman just happened to lose his life during like the Damn, mayhem. collateral damage? Yeah. That's wild. They should, they should, I hope they charged him with that with that too. They probably did. Uh, I mean, I hope so. He used to play Norman, used to play football at UCF. Shout out to UCF. I used to live in Orlando and joined the voice around 2006. And he was only 35 years old. Mm-hmm. So shout out Floyd? to you, Nor- Norman. Norman. Shout out, shout out, Norman. Floyd? I don't know why I got Floyd. Mm, but that's Norman. He was described as a gentle giant. Sad day. A $100,000 reward was offered for information leading to Marquis's arrest. And he was also added to the FBI's most wanted list. So he so got he what he got wanted. His wish. Yeah. On some weird ass shit. Yeah. On January 11th, Marquis's niece, Lakinsha, the one we talked about going on WFTV, mm-hmm. pleading with him, and two other people, her ex girlfriend, Jameis Slaughter, and Marquis's former boss, Zargi Mayen. Please don't ask me about these damn what? names. Please. Okay? They need some, they need, they want some FaceTime. I have nothing to do with this. His former boss. Right. So his niece and two other people were arrested for helping Markeith evade police. So this oh, woman shit. that went on the fucking telly and was pleading with people to turn him in was really helping him. Doesn't surprise me. I wonder, Well, I'm, I'm assuming it's just like, you know, you can stay at the house for a couple of days or let's give you, we'll see you some money, mm. drive you to the bus station. Mm, I'm not really sure because it was... I think it was a lot more than that. Well, I know. I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing out the the stuff that you hear, just yeah. the smaller stuff, the basic but, things that you think. Yeah. And even with them helping him and everybody knowing that they did, the charges were later dropped, so they never even were, you know, reprimanded or faced judgment for that. I think anybody who who aids a criminal, especially of that magnitude in any form or fashion just face the same charges that, that they're facing. I know that sounds extreme, but mm-hmm. that's just my opinion about it. I think especially like when you know it's provable that you know that this person is evading police right. and have 100%. committed these crimes, I feel like the punishment should be way stiffer because 100%. people ate in a bed and spend like, sometimes can spend less than a year in prison. Yeah, I mean, in, in a fact, and, and, and I think from the fact that, and you know about it more than I do, there's someone who's just, Who's just taking someone to the store, and the person goes in the store, robs the store, and then the other person's like, is just You're in the just middle of it. Just as culpable. Just as culpable, but had no idea of the crime, you know, about to take place. Mm-hmm. Someone who knows that a person killed multiple people mm-hmm. and is helping their uh, their ability to evade police should be should face the same penalty. Agree. But that's I, not I'm, what I don't have a degree in law, though, so I don't mind. A lot more people would be in jail, that's for sure. Yeah, what they need to be. (laughs) On January 13, 2017, the police obtained multiple warrants allowing them to tap Marquis's burner phones. On January 17th, so that's four days later, at around 7 p.m., Marquis was found in an abandoned house at 1157 Lescott Lane and was beat the fuck down by the arresting officer. Yeah, he killed a cop, dog. He killed a cop and a pregnant woman, man. He's... They didn't care about the pregnant woman. <laughs> well, I know, I'm, but I don't. I I care about her. I didn't want to leave her out when I when I make that statement. So. Yeah, I, we do care about her. I'm gonna show you a picture. He was looking toe up from the flow up. You hear me? Oof. 
Yeah. Patreon, I fuck with y'all. Y'all see this man? He deserved more, <laughs> even more than that. <laughs> yeah, his whole lip is completely busted. Yeah, yeah, they gave him everything he needed that day. There's a bit of like inner skin and you know the red meat showing it's yeah. pretty fucking gross but hey they got my boy in a hazmat suit as he deserves yeah okay let's see if you see all the, the faces in this picture nobody has any emotion at all as it should that's how it should be we just we just fucked them up and we don't give a fuck about yeah, it they don't care at all and then you guys will also see the accomplices that were arrested um in cahoots with these motherfuckers so i mean with this motherfucker Look at Terrell's face. He's not impressed. No, at all. At <laughs> all. I ain't going to say what I wanted to say, but they are very unimpressively looking. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Okay. Oh, and they also arrested him in Deborah Clayton's handcuffs. So the woman that he shot nine that's, times. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, they cuffed him with that's those. Dope. That was very that. satisfying. Very symbolic. Absolutely. At the time of his arrest, he had $200 cash on him and two guns. AKA he probably wasn't finished. Once police put him in an interrogation room, after a while, he started spilling the tea. So listen to his version of what happened. Yeah, some bullshit. Okay, who pulled the gun on you? Sade or her brother? Sade pulled the gun on me. When? What you mean when? When the brother came out, when? when? Before the brother even came out. You guys were talking outside? Yeah, we were talking about stuff. The younger brother got dropped off all that. And he went inside. Come up shooting that. That's a fucking lie. That's not. That's not how I wrote it. Yeah, no. And, and, and I fucking broke up with her. If you take the check, if you check the fucking text message. I did. I wasn't tripping off her. She the fuck one. She the one was tripping. So I'm lying to her saying I want to fuck the family with her, which I did. But we can't, we can't have what you lying. So other than that, I wasn't tripping by shit. That wasn't me. Right. So she pulled the gun on you. You had to do. What did you do? I disowned her. I disowned her. You took it from her? Yes. And what did you do with her gun? I put it in my back pocket when her brother jumped me. I guess it had to fall out. It fall out. And when did you take your gun out? Well, me and him were cousin. It that the older brother, Ronald, right? Yeah. You know him as Ronald? The older brother, yeah. Okay. Who did you shoot first, him or her? Man. Him? Because he was hit, he was on you? They know um, I'm I, I talked to my lawyer because y'all just beat me up, but you want me to talk to you though. It's a long bullshit story short, meaning Marquise bullshit story. He was charged with the aggravated murder of Sade Dixon and her unborn baby. And with Florida being a death penalty state, he was facing the death penalty. Florida don't be playing about this shit. They will put you in the ground. On March 1st, 2017, Marquise insisted on acting as his own attorney. You have a third grade education, sir. What do you know? Oh, yeah. I forgot my boy couldn't read at third grade. <laughs> Can't even fucking walk in a straight line. Lord knows he, he don't know what he's doing. Right. Um, on March 16th, the newly elected Ninth Circuit State Attorney, Aramis Ayala, announced her intent to not seek the death, pe- death penalty against anyone while she was in office. Hmm. So that included Marquise. Okay. Like, I respect it. I, 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 right. I mean, I... But I, I respect I respect it, but that motherfucker deserves more than the life in prison is all I'm saying. I don't want to be paying for him to be living, that's for sure. That's a tax fucking payer. <laughs> the very next day, Governor Shit Rick Scott removed Ayala. Shit Rick? Shit Rick Scott? That's his name? Well, his name is Rick Scott, but like he's a piece, he was always a piece of shit. Okay, all right. I just okay. Piece of shit. Okay. Anybody that lives in Florida, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah. 
Shitrick Scott removed Ayala from the case and appointed state attorney Brad King to prosecute the case in state instead. And immediately he threw out Ayala's decision to not, you know, pursue the death penalty. Right. And they pursued it in both cases. So sure. they pursued it in Deborah's and Sade's. I'm with it. Ayala tried to fight the ruling, but unfortunately, Shitrick made his decision. I mean, Shitrick. His it? decision. <laughs> Shitrick. Shitrick. So you, I'm assuming you knew who who you're familiar with that person before this case. Oh yeah, I lived in Florida for a long time, and he was governor there. I don't know if he's still governor now. Pray to God he's not, but he was just so just horrible. Well, nasty. That's, that's interesting. I mean, since you introduced him into this case that way, man. I was like, wow, who's shit, Rick? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna have to do my own research, y'all. Look into shit, Rick. He's no one you should fuck give a fuck about. <laughs> On April 17th, Markeith changed his mind about representing himself and after switching counsel, received defense attorney Terrence Linnemann as his lead counsel. Now this whole time, Markeith is in prison getting visits and everything from his family and just listen to the way he talks about himself and the murders. Mm. I've been a good man. <laughs> Write me a book. Write you Write you one. Get some money. Everybody else trying to get paid off my f***ing name. Let me use my own f***ing name. You nationwide. Everybody know you. Everybody know you. I'm worldwide. I've been nationwide. And they stuff like, f***ing you. You lied to me. Somebody you want a family with me. I'm the f***ing baby. possibly got you hemmed up like this other yeah. than yourself yeah. like just listening to him talk it just shows you this man has there's no accountability yeah. there he doesn't think he did anything wrong he is talking about making money everybody's making money off my name sir you killed people you killed your pregnant girlfriend are you dumb yeah i mean and like you said it's it, the mindset the mindset i don't know it's just crazy how someone how, how you can remember someone only has a certain level of education and how at that point you're pretty much stuck for the rest of your life at that point in time in your life mentally because of the oh, yeah. education uh, and experiences you have. Yeah, for sure. Opening statements started October 11, 2019, and the trial only lasted five days. But in that span, just about any and everybody that knew Marquise and Sade testified. Yeah. The most important wit- witnesses were the people that were present at the time of the shooting, which were Sade's parents and her brothers. Mm-hmm. And somehow in those five days, two jurors had to be removed and replaced during this trial. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it was like, you know, probably trauma. Someone probably fell in love with his abs and shit. I don't fucking know. What? Just gross. You know how shit goes sometimes. The defense wanted to focus on mitigating factors, a.k.a. like his childhood trauma, the mental disabilities that he was 
was or was not struggling with. And they had a few different doctors testify. So one of the doctors said the individual is dealing with a situation to to which a normal person might make them a little anxious. They are terrified or frightened for their life. But in Lloyd's case, he doesn't have a choice of what his brain could do. He also said that PTSD and delusions played into the reaction that he had when he pulled out the gun and started shooting. Mm. I don't really understand. If the people there are saying he wasn't provoked, like you can't say that he had a PTSD type of reaction when there wasn't something there to cause it. You know what I'm saying? If we believe what the witnesses are saying, he wasn't provoked into shooting these people. They were walking away. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. So, yeah, yeah. I, I guess you told me the witnesses said they were walking away. Yeah, it's yeah. just crazy. The prosecution also asked if Markeith met the criteria for being legally insane, to which the doctor replied no. Right. they just be fucking reaching. I'm glad the prosecution asked it, though, to like make clear to the jury. Right. Marvin Dunn, who was a historian and the former chairman of Florida International University Psychology Department, Testify that Marquis's history of mental illness combined with his paranoia led him to believe Lloyd was psychotic. Mm-hmm. Dr. Joseph Sesta, a neuropsychologist, testified that Marquis told him he feels like people were targeting him like he was a character in the Matrix. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're just saying what you can to fucking help yourself out. But yeah, even ain't nobody, wasn't nobody targeting him until he until he did what he did. Yeah. At that point, when you kill a pregnant lady, you kill a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, motherfuckers is targeting you. And to, I, and it's caused the whole the police department. Everybody that has a heart. Right. And to even say in the video, like the call that he had with his daughter and her mother, whatever, oh yeah, I, I want to try to get some money off this. People. That shows you 110%. Yeah, he may be mentally ill and struggling, but he is aware of what he did right, right. and he wants to benefit from it right. on top of that. Right, he don't give a fuck. Like take the mental illness out of it. He's a fucking terrible human being. 100%. And then, of course, Marquis took the stand to tell his side of the story because he's terrible and gross. He told the jurors about how one time he and Sade were joking around and she pulled a gun on him. He said, quote, she pulled out the pistol and I was like, you're tripping. And we were live on Facebook. And then he talked about like his background and his lifestyle. So, of course, it comes back to the narcissistic center. They don't give a fuck about that, man. They don't give a fuck about that. Mm Mm-mm. He said, quote, I don't eat meat. I don't believe in death. So I don't believe in killing God's creations. He's just completely denying that he fucking did it at all. How is that? Okay, let's continue. So meat, God made animals just like he makes us. We're all the same flesh and blood. So I don't eat flesh and blood. You just put bullet holes in it. And and be honest, he's such a fucking liar. I I, (laughs) I doubt to believe he don't fucking eat meat. I know that's right, man. I know that's right. He's that damn big. He's It's giving steak yeah, eater. Yeah. When asked why he was carrying the guns, even though he is a convicted felon and legally can't, he said it was for protection since he'd been robbed twice at gunpoint while working as a fast food delivery driver. He also said he experienced racism as a child and his defense team suggested that this was definitely a mitigating factor and urged him to consider giving him life instead of the death penalty. Fuck out of here. This had nothing to do with in a situation where you're not threatened by a pregnant woman and then whatever. Racism, <laughs> it's not like like it's not like he killed anybody who wasn't of his race. Thank you. Now if he killed I don't want any other race. Like if they put like a paper plate in front of their face and then attacked him, maybe right. I could see where his right. PTSD could have jumped in or if they were in like clown makeup or something and 
Come on. You knowingly killed and wounded all African-American people. And people that you're completely and utterly familiar with. You right. know these people. Outside of the police officer. But you recognize that she was a police officer. Right. And then when she was pressing you, yeah. you realized that you had to get out that square. Exactly. And then you went on the run. Yeah. So miss me with that bullshit. That bullshit. So on October 16th, 2019, after deliberating for less than six hours. So this was like eight days after his birthday. Yeah. 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 Happy birthday, bitch. Yeah, fuck that bitch. The jury found Markeith Lloyd guilty on all counts in the murder of Sade Dixon and her unborn baby. If I was a part of the jury, I'd have been in that motherfucker coming up with charges. We need to give his ass <laughs> fucking tax evasion. We need to get selling right. drugs. I'm talking, right. I'd have been on his fucking ass. Throw, him, throw the book at his yeah, ass. Yeah. So now comes the sentencing. And as we know, the prosecution wants the death penalty, but the defense is doing anything they can to stop that. Terrence Linnemann said that Marquis' traumatic childhood experiences, history of mental health, blah, 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 should spare his life. His mom, sisters, and brothers spoke on his behalf in court, begging for the jury to spare their loved one's life. And the jury agreed. I guess the tears and stuff really worked. No, and I, they decided to give him life without parole. I, I mean, I think, I, I'm sure, and I'm, I'm sure that... Whatever testimonies family and friends gave mm -hmm. on his behalf mm -hmm. played a part. But I've always been a strong proponent, I guess the word I'm looking for is, mm -hmm. when a jury finds a defendant guilty and has the death penalty on the, ta on the table, yeah. I think they come together as a whole and say, I believe in the death penalty, I believe in the death penalty, or I don't believe. And I think them, I think the majority rules in that, in that office then, and they say, okay, well, we'll just give them life. The majority have to agree in this case, right. and that's what happens. So. Yeah. Markeith is still facing trial for the murder of Deborah Clayton and was supposed to have a hearing in May 2020, but because of COVID, it's been pushed back to who the fuck knows. To when? Year. 2020? That was fucking almost I three know, years it was ago. I To be fair, this is one of those cases that I wrote forever ago, and sure. we just never like posted it for real. Okay. So there may be an update. If there's an update, I will post it on Instagram and on Patreon, Patreon. for sure. She. So follow us at Black True Crime Podcast or subscribe to Patreon at any level for these types of updates. The link is in the description. Dope. So that's our case for this week. That was a crazy one. Fuck that motherfucker, Markeith. Markeith. I got some for him if he see me. He, he You never will see him, but he's going to die in prison. Well, you know, I might catch me a body and had to end up in the same prison. Even then, I'm putting my fucking hands on them. But you're not catching nobody. Look at him. He's just got What did you guys think about this case? I'm so sad that we didn't spend more time talking about how beautiful Shawnee was and how full her life was with love and yeah, so man. many people that were, you know, supportive of her. Like, mm -hmm. I have pictures that will be on Patreon of her family testifying at the trial and... I mean, she had a support system, and she mattered. She still does. Yeah, I mean, and even and even the unborn matters just as much, man. I think I think that's even more of a tragedy that someone yeah. who didn't even get a chance to experience a breath on this earth uh, wasn't wasn't able to make it because of some psychotic yeah. person. Psychotic. And the father, exactly. You know, the father, you know, okay. that's just crazy. So, you know, shout out to the family. Shout out to Shade. Shout out to Officer Deborah. Um, yes. I, I love to hear that they put Shout out him. to Norman, who lost his life Norman, yeah. I, I was happy to hear that they put him in, in her cuffs. Yeah. I thought that was a beautiful thing, how how symbolic that was. But that was, a, that was a great case, babe. I really enjoyed that one. Thank 
thank you. You're such a complimenter. Kristen will be like, okay, well, thanks for this. <laughs> she Shout out Kristen. Kristen. Shout out my sister Kristen. We love her. Shout out mom. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just filling in. Like, like I said, those are some big shoes to fill. So <laughs> listen, guys, if you guys have any uh, critiques, compliments, or criticism for me and, and uh, for me personally, Kelly could give a shit, but... For me, at least, you know, things I yeah, can do better. Yeah, 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 but also not too much on my man because he be showing up and doing us favors because he fucks with us and we fuck with people that fuck with us. Period. And I got a full-time job, y'all. I be, I'm literally wore out. He's literally exhausted. So thank you guys so much for listening this week. Bless up. We can't wait to see you guys Um, actually tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. We're going to be releasing another episode on Friday. She. Yeah, it's a lot. So, again, thank you. We love you. And before we go. Be safe. Protect your peace. Yeah. And protect your space. Yeah. So we don't have to cover your so case. So we ain't gotta cover your case. Thank you guys. Let's Bye. Let's be. Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.